Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Flipping Dreams Podcast with your host, Heather Renee May. Each week, we bring you interviews and resources that will inspire you and encourage you. It's never too late to transform your past and empower your future. You are listening to Flipping Dreams. Welcome back to Flipping Dreams. I'm your host, Heather Renee May, and... uh, Yes, we are doing things a little bit differently, um, moving forward. Uh, you know, it's it's March 1st. I don't know really what that means other than it's a new month, and I feel like I've just gone through uh, what felt like giving birth last in the last two weeks, and um, I'm really, I mean, it was, but it was, it was a lot of work, an extended work birthing process of two weeks. And I, um, it made me realize that I also need to pivot a little bit on my focus with where I am going with this podcast this season, because things are happening really quickly in my life. Things are changing for the better, for the good dreams are happening, but it also means that I sort of need to accelerate. Um, there are some, some areas uh, creatively that I was really excited to kind of dig into and now I can do it. Um, and so I'm kind of shifting things around and I hope that you understand, uh, this podcast is still about flipping dreams. It's still about pursuing dreams. It's still about working towards my book, uh, public getting published later this year, but I'm throwing into the mix a new dream as well. So as you know, for my last story time, I had shared my addiction with RV living and how I believe that living in New York City in a very small uh, single room occupancy uh, rented apartment, if you can call it that, room, rented room, <laughs> prepared me for RV life in many ways. And so if you haven't checked out that episode, please, uh, please listen. But uh, it's happened. The thing has happened. So I sold my house. I sold my brick and mortar last week. Actually, Monday it closed. And um, I moved in. I was able, through a lot of machinations and a lot of hard work and efforts and really wonderful friends that helped me out along the way, I was able to move into my 22-foot travel trailer that's just a little bit bigger with a little bit more storage and I absolutely love it. I have a Grand Design 22 RBE. It's a Grand Design XLS 22 RBE and I couldn't be happier with my decision Um, and so I am actually on the road 
full-time now, like really full-time. And uh, I went to St. Augustine to meet up with some friends uh, from Texas, some RV friends there. And now I am making my way across Florida and back towards Texas, but then I'll keep going all the way west to the northwest and probably up to Canada if I can later this year and making my way across the country and making a big circle to see all of my friends and just experience um, this beautiful country with a different perspective. So I'm really excited to announce that in the coming weeks, I will be launching a new YouTube channel for my land yacht, which is I've named LV May. And I will be sharing with you travel log, a travel log of every week of where I travel, of footage, um, some maps, just some anecdotes and stories. But mostly, um, I just kind of want to take you, you know, not everyone can go and travel cross country. And um, I really wanted to be able to share this experience with all of you. And hopefully it also by filming it and looking at it through the through a different lens, literally, forces me to see the USC roads that I've driven many times before. It gives it a whole new perspective and makes it really exciting for me. Like, you know, when you have someone come and visit you, uh, you know, you've lived somewhere forever, but then when someone comes to visit you, all of a sudden where you live just becomes that much more exciting and interesting. So I'm hoping to give that sort of a, um, a feel and that sort of perspective. Um, I also, when, so here's, now we'll dig into story times. When I was younger and I was living in the Pacific Northwest, I wanted very badly to move into a trawler full-time, like a Grand Banks. And this was something that I really couldn't afford, but it was something I was completely obsessed with. I went, I got an advanced coastal navigation license. Um, I grew up fishing and boating with my family, going up the inside you know, to San Juan and the Gulf Islands, and I thought it would be so cool to go up the Inside Passage solo. Um, I had read, you know, one of my favorite books is The Curve of Time, and that's a book I'll, I'll share in future episodes, but um, it, I just, I was fascinated with this whole, this whole lifestyle, and now I feel like I want to bring some of that into my land, my land travels. So this is my land yacht, um, which is why I've named it LV, because in the Navy they have, an if you have a sailing vessel, it's SV, and if you have a motor vessel, like a trawler, it's MV, but I have a land vessel, so my my trailer is an LV May, and, um, and I'm really excited, and one of the things that I really loved, one of the kind of um, concepts when you're boating is, there's a term called gunk holing. And gun calling is where you find these little coves, these little areas that are kind of secret, that are safe moorages or really good fishing spots. And you mark them on your charts or you share them with your, your closest friends, people that you trust, but you don't really want everyone to know. But you um, find these little ports uh, kind of tucked in and out of the way. And uh, you go and visit them and you kind of make this like... You, 
you create your own travel itinerary kind of gunk holing in and out of these little spots. And um, it's something that boaters do. And that's something that I kind of want to bring to RV living. I want to gunk hole across the U.S. I want to kind of tuck my trailer away into areas, into RV parks or boondocking places and find these really interesting little towns and areas that um, may or may not be known. And and I will be sharing them with all of you, so I trust that you won't tell millions of friends. But I will give you my secrets and share with you through video footage and stories some of these beautiful places. And I'm, I'm just really excited to get to finally utilize uh, some of my film background um, that I'm still paying off with student loans. <laughs> so it would be really nice to put that to use. And uh, no, I, I'm just, I, I'm thrilled. So over the next few weeks, I'll be launching this channel and this podcast will sort of loosely follow along with some of the travel stories, as well as just life stories, as well as stories about the books. And I'll still probably intersperse some interviews. The reason why I'm pulling back a little bit from interviews is that I have an issue with data and Wi-Fi traveling, and I realized this once I hit the road that uh, I do have a day job, and so all of my data that I do have, my hotspots and everything, needs to be dedicated to my actual 9-to-5 job, and so that leaves me not very much bandwidth um, most of the time. Uh, otherwise, and I really just can't do the Zoom calls like I was doing. So what I am going to do instead is do a lot of this footage offline with my cameras and then edit it, and just all I'll need is a connection to upload the podcast and, and videos every week. So I'm going to try this out, um, and we'll see. You know, as I go, that things might change, and I might be able to uh, fit in some more you know, be able to have really good Wi-Fi one week or one month or whatever and be able to do something different. But for now, that's what we're going to do. So um, as with any creative optimist, I um, you, you learn how to just problem solve quickly and just manage, you know, you might have an expect expectation. You know, I certainly, when I uh, started scheduling out my season for this podcast a few months ago, I had no idea I would be moving full-time into a travel trailer. So this, I mean, I knew it was a dream, but I just didn't know it was going to happen so quickly. So anyway, we pivot, we learn, that's why we flip our dreams, right? And so um, I think that all of that is in line with this, this life we are pursuing, these dreams we are pursuing. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about is about the Colts, the, the storms and the issues that just happened with, um, the power outages and all of that in Texas and Oklahoma and across huge swaths of our country of people, millions of people that were, you know, without power and water for days going on week, uh, up to a week or more. And, um, and how scary that was. I mean, I, my heart really goes out to all of my, my friends and family that are living in brick and mortar and having to rely on, those types of resources. Um, and it also got me to thinking too, that this is a, this is another reason why I really gravitate to the RV lifestyle because, um, when I was, so during the storm, I actually was back in Alabama closing the house and, and inside, I didn't have my tra a trailer yet. 
and I was at the mercy of the electric company because I had no gas. Nothing was gas. I had no friends that had gas. So my heat was electric and we notoriously have outages in our area, at least last winter. And, uh, so I, you know, when it was dropping down to 14, I was really concerned that, um, I mean, we would just freeze. I mean, I pulled every blanket I had out, um, and tried to provision best I could, but I just was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, honestly. And, and the thing that kept going through my mind was that if I was in my trailer, I would be fine because I have propane. And as long as my tanks are topped off, I can go at least a week or more with heat and I would be fine. And so I think what it reminded me of, you know, when, when we go through these, and I don't think that this is going to be, you know, I think that this is a trend um, as we are taxing our, our resources in terms of electric and how we get our power and how we get, you know, our clean water to drink and all of those things. Um, it's something that campers deal with people who RV full time. I mean, we're acutely aware of our resource management on a daily basis. Um, when we go to a site, we have to figure out, does it have water? Does it have electric? Um, you know, does it have a dump station? How long can I go in my tank? We're constantly monitoring our poo <laughs> to figure out when we need to dump it. Um, we, you know, or if it doesn't, if a site doesn't have electric, if you're going to be off the grid or boondocking, then, you know, you've got to figure out like, okay, well, how long will my batteries go? Um, how, you know, what, what's the minimum that I can use? Um, you know, as long as the, a, a battery will start your propane um, heater, so your furnace will go, but everything else needs to be battery, like all lighting, everything needs to be off off the grid um, to preserve. And so I'm, I'm not comparing RV life and regular life, but instead I'm just thinking that um, maybe it's an opportunity for some of that knowledge to cross over to that, you know, that everyone is more aware of the resources that they use and what they need. And, you know, maybe there's some camping hacks that people are now thinking. I mean, there are obviously a lot of homeowners buy generators if they can afford to, but, um, but maybe there's some, some kind of crossover, uh, where, you know, we can figure out how to subsist without being on the grid if it goes down and, um, and not be, you know, and be okay. And so um, these are always things I'm thinking of, like how can I purify water or how can I, so that I can drink it or how can I, um, you know, what's the longest I can go without needing resources or, you know. So anyway, those are just thoughts that I had that um, <clears throat> it's very real, it's very scary. And um, I certainly hope that we're able to, like, you know, on a government level that, the states are able to figure out better management of these resources. But I think on a human level, on a person-by-person -person level, on our, our micro level, <clears throat> that we maybe need to think about how we can better manage or figure that out on our own as well and be prepared because, you know, we're not always going to have what we assume we're going to get from city or state. So... 
Um, anyway, that was my thought on that. Resource management. Um, final takeaway is, you know, along those same lines is we are still in, in the shadows, uh, a very dark, you know, full shadows, big shadows of this global pandemic. Um, it's receding. The numbers are going down. Vaccines are being distributed. People are starting to feel more optimistic and feel like they can live their lives again and hug each other again, which is really exciting. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to share was just how, how much I really, um, I really learned how beautiful the humans can be when you're traveling around and you are, um, you only have limited resources and you're managing those and, um, you're at the mercy of weather, of, of, of sites of, you know, your neighbors and you're living in these small communities of people that are right next to each other within feet. And I just, I, again, I, I really, I'm so impressed by the campsite and RV communities that how people band together, how they share resources, how they share knowledge and, um, really help each other to, to live the best lives, to live this lifestyle. I mean, this is a choice that we make to live like this and live, uh, remotely and to live, you know, uh, mobily. But, um, but I think that, uh, you know, it just again shows how great community is. And so even in the face of all of this adversity of pandemic and storms and all of this stuff that we, uh, I'm just really, really grateful and proud of our how we are as humans and how we can really just rise to the occasion and overcome so many things. So, um, anyway, so that is kind of, um, I just wanted to have a quick touch base. I am, uh, going to be working on some new material and hopefully getting that out, have some really, uh, interesting, hopefully to you, interesting videos on my process. Oh, I know what else, my book. You're probably wondering, Heather, what about your book? Yes. The book, the book, the book. So Megan sent me her editorial memo and my line and structural edits. And I have to say, I am beyond thrilled. I wrote about this in my blog post last week. Um, I, uh, that post was written two weeks ago. So, um, let's just say it has been a slam packed couple weeks for me where I have literally, there were three days I didn't even turn on my laptop. I just didn't have, I couldn't. So, um, I am finally getting settled. I'm finally heading back. I took time off work. I'm finally going back to work tomorrow. So things are getting back on track and I absolutely am ready and excited to dive in to start doing some of these revisions because I really want to get the story published soon. So, um, more on that but I am going to be um, going through that process and I'll share with you some of my insights and tidbits um, as I go through that uh, in future episodes as well. So you have a lot to look forward to if you're interested of uh, dream stuff, lots of dream stuff, you know, experiencing new things, traveling to new places, trying out new things, learning how to go through edits from an editor. I've never done that before and revise a book. Um, learning, you know, the next steps for publishing 
and um, and getting to travel and meet wonderful people. I've met some really cool people so far on my tri- on my trips. So um, I'm excited to share some of that with you. So stay tuned. We are flipping lots of dreams, and you can have multiple dreams that you flip at the same time. So um, that's exciting. And I hope that um, some of this is encouraging to you. If you have any questions, please reach out. Um, And otherwise, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending time with me. And I hope that um, you enjoy the direction that this podcast and my YouTube channel are going in the future. I think you will. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And I'm really excited to share it with you. So until then... Keep flipping your dreams and remember it's never too late to transform your past and empower your future. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Flipping Dreams. Please be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Flipping Dreams or at Heather Renee May. And please check out our website and sign up for our email list where you will get notifications on our weekly podcast and blog posts, as well as our monthly newsletter and much more. Be the first to know. Sign up today. Thank you again, and we will see you next week here on Flipping Dreams.